Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Jeff C. here with a quick word about today's episode. Grace and I were lucky enough to be able to record this show thanks to our sponsor, Ecamm, live from Podcast Movement from Ecamm's booth. Since it was recorded live from the showroom floor, you may notice that you hear some noise from the crowd bleed through. Thanks to the magic of Ecamm and Descript, we were able to clean most of it up, and we also had some connectivity issues, but I've added some transitions to cut between some of our guests. When you hear them, the show's not over, we're just hopping on to the next section. You definitely want to stick around and hear what Lou Mangello, Megan Powers, Christiana Comer, Colin Gray, Jim Fuse, Doc Rock, and Eric Fisher have to say about the state of podcasting, as well as other topics, live from Podcast Movement. Now, on with the show. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on the world of social media. And, and today, and today, you go ahead and say your line because I don't have my. <laughs> we don't have our script. I don't. I don't have yeah, a Google Doc to like yell at yes, you through. The cue right cards too. are right there. The cue right cards there. are right there. The monitors right there. Right. We are live from Podcast Movement 2022 here in Dallas, Texas, which is my neck of the woods and uh, your neck of the woods adjacent. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. I don't live here, though. You don't live here. No, he won't claim it. Yeah. And we've got a great lineup of guests for you today, starting with none other than the... Lou Mangiello. <laughs> Lou, tell everybody, you know, what your podcast is, where they can find you, what you do, and all the stuff. That's a lot. Uh, so my name is Lou Mangiello. I am the host of WW Radio. It is a podcast uh, since 2005, uh, all about the Disney parks and movies and Disney Cruise Line, anything sort of under the Disney sun. Um, I started off, I was, you know, I was a re recovering attorney, wrote a few books about Disney and um, being very fortunate to sort of talk about my uh, passion every single day. So if you don't know, Lou is like an OG podcaster. Yeah. So how long have you been podcasting? Like, how many episodes have you put out, actually? So I started in, in about April of 2005, and um, all told, uh, you know, with my first show and then this show, I'm, I'm over a 1,000 episodes, but I'm like 697 on wow. WW Radio, yeah. yeah. So really quickly, because one of the things, if you haven't followed Lou or his podcast, um, he does live shows on Wednesday nights, but he also, his podcast, and it's not just the same thing every week that he's got interviews with Imagineers. He does food reviews in the park. He takes you out in the park and talks about things. So like when you plan your show, because there's a lot of variety. <laughs> a lot. I mean, because it's 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 not it's almost different every week. So do you have is that part of your strategy when you go out or is it like, hey, it's a nice day. It's not raining. So I'm gonna th go. There's a lot to break down. Here, OK. Right. So one I've in in 17 years, I've never repeated a topic. 
which has nothing to do with me. It shows that there's such a broad spectrum of things we can discuss sort of in the Disney world. I laughed a little bit when you talked about my planning and strategy. <laughs> Let's sort of break that down a little bit because usually it's like Sunday. Oh my God, I need an episode out tomorrow. What should I talk about? Um, it really, the beauty of, of what I do and what I think we as independent content creators do is I've always created a show that I would want to listen to, yeah. right? And hopefully somebody else yeah. out there does too. So if I feel like talking about the latest Marvel movie, something happening in a Disney park, going to do a live dining review, which we have to do one day. Like, yeah, oh my gosh. Because we all love to eat. Yes. Uh, obviously, we're wearing black for a reason. Great, let me. And I, this is very airy for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's talking about the things that make us happy about going to Disney World uh, and the Disney parks and, and connecting people to experiences that maybe they can't get to as often as they would like. Gotcha. So we're a podcast movement. We've seen some great sessions. We've learned a lot. It's always you know, good to get a refresher, learn new techniques and tactics. If somebody was starting out in podcasting the first time, what, what, what advice would you give them? Because you probably, I mean, you've done a lot, you've made mistakes and you've, you've figured out ways around certain problems. What would you tell a beginning podcaster when they're first starting out? I, I mean, it, it's, it's the overly obvious, and it's, but it's true. Like you have to do a show that not that you think will be successful or you've read that this is the, the blueprint or the strategy. You have to do a show that you would want to listen to. One, because you shouldn't be thinking about your first or your first three or first 10 episodes. You need to think about the sustainability of what you are doing. And I've been having people say, well, what's your exit strategy? I'm like, when this stops being fun, is it there <laughs> that I stop doing it? Because yeah. otherwise it becomes a job, yeah. right? right? I still love what I do. I love putting the show together. I love researching the topics. And then the most important thing for me, you know, is, is the community that is built around the show. Right, right. So being here at Podcast Movement, what has been a big takeaway that you're going back to the office because this is fun, not a job. Uh, it is our job, but fun. What is a big takeaway that you will be bringing back to the office after leaving Dallas this weekend? You know, it's really interesting because I'm in sort of this as we're getting close to the end of the show, we start to kind of decompress and break down and, and mm -hmm. look back on our notes and our pictures yeah. of all the things. It's interesting how some topics continue to sort of be discussed, right? Yeah. The importance of community monetization is, is another one. Taking some of the new strategies and, and tactics and I think continuing to leverage them more. Like I never started my show with this is a great way to make money. <laughs> that's not should not be the reason why you get into podcasting. Yeah. Um, but it is other ways that I can nurture and love on. And I don't I care less about growing the community than being present and serving the community the best that I can with creating content in the way that not only they are the most comfortable consuming, but is going to bring them value and, you know, like I said, make them happy. Yeah. So you said my favorite words. And by the way, if you're not following Lou on his um, uh, live show on Wednesday night, so I didn't really care about, you know, Disney, but I wanted to learn how to do community. And so I started watching Lou's show and then he sucked me in and I cannot leave. It's like a, it's like a vortex or a black hole. You just, once you get in the, the, the gravity. That's the strategy. Just, how, that, does, how does, how does that suck people in that keep them in? Yes. Yes. You know, you can quote me on that. It's a t-shirt. Um, but community and a lot of times community is really, really hard to build on a podcast. So I, I'd like you to talk about some, maybe some tips on for podcasters, how to build community, because there's that, you know, there's that download kind of, right. you know, keeping people away and then talk about why you love live video and the community aspect there. 
So, you know, community is interesting because it's it's really become sort of the hot buzzword. And I think people think of community, they're like, oh, my think my Instagram or my Facebook group. It's not, I'll do a Marvel thing. You know, Asgard isn't a place, it's a people, right? right. Your community right. isn't your Facebook group. It is the people who are in it. So free Facebook, like I had a discussion forum. You know, I ran an old V Bulletin discussion forum. It didn't matter when I moved from there to Facebook, they were willing to come because it didn't matter where the conversations were taking place is that they were taking place together. You need to make people feel as though they belong by making them not just be consumers of the show, but almost active participants in it, mm -hmm. whether it's reading their emails, having them on as guests. Um, and then that's one of the things that live video has done. I've been doing yeah. live video weekly since 2007. I love not just right what's right. happening real time, yeah. right. but that you get, it's not put out a podcast and then we're sitting back and waiting. Yeah. With the comments are coming in real time. Yeah. You can really right. have conversations with people. So I'm watching them right now coming through on eCamp. Right. So uh, Catherine says, love what he said, focus on serving your community and you won't have to worry about growing your community. So I think that's really cool. So I want to dive just real quick in some tactics because I know on your, your podcast, you have a, like a number where people call in and at the end of your show, a lot of times, you play those things like that, like voicemail almost, which activates your community. Is there things for like podcasters or live video, like like specific calls to action to get your community engaged that you like to do? I think it's it's involving them in the experience, right? So they are not just consumers of it. And the idea of the voicemail is not just so they can, look, the reason why I started podcasting is because the medium is so much more powerful. You can hear the emotion right. of voice. Yes. Plus, I'm a horrible typist. It's why I don't blog. But <laughs> it's that old school radio. Like, we used to, like, yeah. call into the radio station, and then you heard your voice on the radio, like, oh, my God, we all... Yeah. It's the same thing, because it's not a tactic, but that's what happens. People will say, they'll, they'll hear their voicemail or, uh, on the show, and they want to go and tell other people that my voicemail is on this show that is so meaningful to me. And that's, you know, to my community the growth happens organically, yeah. not through ads, not through funnels and tactics, but because people who love the show and hopefully in turn love you are telling their friends, you need to come and be part of this as well. Mm -hmm. So on your podcast or your live show, do you try to move them? I know you have a couple different communities on Facebook and stuff. So is it really, are you really strategic on where to move them? Because, you know, uh, uh, it's uh, one of the comments says you have to be part of that conversation as the creator. So Without you have doubt. to, you can't just like post a podcast and run. Without a doubt. You need to be very, very present and not just a conversation starter, but you know, I, I Jeff, I talk about this all the time. You need to care at scale and understand that every download, every number of that's in the community, there's a human being on the other side right. that is giving you their most valuable commodity, which is their time. And if somebody is going to send you an email, DM you, tweet you, post in, the, in your, your Facebook group, you need to give them the, the courtesy of a personal response and you need to be present. And it shouldn't be something that is a chore. It shouldn't be something that you want to do because it is part of that conversation because you have, like I said, you'll need to genuinely care about every single person that's in there. And I think that's for a lot of people, the disconnect. I've created my Facebook group. I have these prompts, conversations are happening, but they themselves are not present there. Mm. So you can tell that you do a really great job because you see the way that people love on you. Just being around Lou this whole week, people are just like, Lou, I love you. You know, we love Lou. 
obviously. He also gives out candy sometimes. He also gives out candy. <laughs> yeah, never know. That's not that's a creepy. That's that's a creepy. So, um, on your podcast, let's talk about like the reason why. So you usually do interview shows, or you bring on your friends because I've been lucky enough to go on after the Wish Cruise and be able to talk. And um, you you seem to bring on you know people who are your friends or experience something with you. Is that really, you know, part of your strategy or do you do that every time? It's like, why do you do that? He's using the strategy word again as if there's some sort of like grandmaster <laughs> yeah, plan. I know. Yeah. Like, like, I'm trying to make you look smart, Lou. So I, I will let you in on, on the not so secret secret. The people who are forgetting sort of the, the Imagineer interviews or right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But the people who are on the show and who are my friends are people that came from the community. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. They are like-minded Disney fans that have something to share a certain bit of knowledge. Sometimes I get desperate for a guest, so I have Jeff come on. Like no. nobody else, right? The bottom of the barrel. That's why I ended up with a show with him. That's right. I was like, oh, I do this by no one else. I had to press the buttons. That's what I did. I know. It's okay. That's right. Um, but yeah, so it's so leaning into the community, right? Saying, hey, does anybody have something that they want to share? Or I'm looking to do a show about X. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many people who would probably not start a podcast on their own, yeah. but would love to be a guest. And sometimes they end up being recurring guests because you've taken that burden of show creation and production off them mm -hmm. and they can focus on the content and the conversation. And you hit on something really good about live video or even just podcasting is it's always more fun when you have a guest, someone that you really love and truly connect with. And you're just, ha we're just having conversation. Yeah. We could be having this conversation outside with over breakfast, but we're having it here with all of you. Breakfast. Too. That, breakfast. Why did we do breakfast? That would have been great. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Punch, punch the food <laughs> yeah. thing on your bingo card. Yeah, we talked about food. We just talked about okay. food. Okay. Yeah, I knew uh, Lou from Google Plus. There's another one. Oh, uh, that was a freebie. <laughs> that's a freebie. That's a freebie. So, um, <laughs> video stuff. So, a lot of the conversation, the podcast movement was video podcasts, and you know. You don't usually, your live show is not a video podcast. It's just the, it's just a live show. So what are your thoughts on video podcasting? And would you recommend somebody who's starting out to do that as part of their podcast, like launch? You know, it's interesting video podcasting sort of blurring that line between yeah. what, what is the definition of a podcast, yeah. mm -hmm. right? It was originally audio content that you were able to download onto your right. Apple, what is that? Device. Or Whatever your, 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 your iPod. Right. <laughs> Whatever your MP3 player of, of choice was. And what's, is, are you, are you a video content creator, right? Is that what you're looking to do? Or are you using video to support your podcast, right? So I use live video as, as support of the show, right? We can talk about this week's right. show. I do my show. It comes out Sunday or Monday. On Wednesday night, we can talk about that week's, that, that week's episode with people who are able to sort of give their feedback in that way, I don't push it out onto the feed because that, you know, that's it's different. It's not yeah. right. For me, it's about consuming the audio content, this very personal, very intimate experience that allows you to do other things while you're listening to the podcast, as opposed to video where you sort of need to give a little bit more attention. And hopefully because of the interactivity I try to build into live video, you really are present. And I hate to use the buzzword, but you're engaged as well. Yeah. So some cool things you've been doing, and I want to talk about this, is, um, and it's different. You don't have the same thing. You're like, okay, let's talk about the show each week. So you talk up, so you've been doing this trivia stuff that's really pretty fun, and like games where you activate your audience. So talk about why you did that and the, uh, if it's been successful for you or not. 
Yeah, so the idea has always been, especially with the live video, and even with the show, this is not for me to talk at you. Yeah. It's to talk with you. Yeah. And finding ways to make it fun, make it interesting, make it engaging, especially sometimes people, you know, whether it's real life or even while they're watching a live video, might just want to sort of sit back and not be as participatory. Doing, mixing things up and having things built in like trivia not only makes it fun, but it's that same thing. When you see your name up on the leaderboard right. or that personal pride of getting that really difficult trivia question right. I, you know, I give away prizes all the time too, just as fun rewards for people. And you know, it's not just about getting the thing. It's, I won this week's trivia contest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's cool. Um, and, and people, they brag about that stuff. So yeah. they like they put it into the thing. So um, we don't want to keep Lou too much because he's got to go sign autographs and take all these pictures and selfies. He's got to uh, get back to his entourage. That's right. Um, his Disney entourage. So I know, Grace, you want to do some <laughs> rapid fire questions? We have some rapid fire questions for you. Oh, Lou. no. Okay. Chris, okay. All right. Ready? Phone call or text? Oh, uh, uh, text. Go to karaoke song. Do you do not? Uh, I it's want from to, Greece. It's from be, Greece. No, it's not from Greece. <laughs> it's I have, Greece. If, if my life depended, I have my one song. But trust me, of all the things you don't want to see or hear, me singing is top of that list. Uh, what, what song, though? I'm what, not telling what, you. Move on. Uh, move on. You yeah, missed the, missed the text, it, it, My lawyers are giving you the, yeah. Is it, is it not a, it's not a Disney song? It is not a Disney song. Okay. Wow. All right. All right Although, because... Oh, wait, I take that back. It's not a Disney song, but was actually featured in a, in a Disney movie. Ah, is that a trivia okay, question? Do we win prizes? Dig deep, folks. Figure dig that one out. Dig deep for yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, because we're in Texas, Tex-Mex or barbecue? Whoa. We had both on the We've last We've had both over the last few days. I'm wearing black, hoping that it's slimming. Um, Tex-Mex. What's your favorite day of the week? Monday. Monday. So he's lying when you say it on Wednesday is your favorite day of the week when you yeah, do like no, that? I love, because Monday everybody's back to work and I just love like getting into it and, right? Yeah. Right. right. It's the Monday energy, Jeff. That's going to get him in trouble. I, I'm trying to. All right. What is the last podcast you listened to besides your own? Um, what's the name of Jeff's podcast again? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, me neither. <laughs> whatever the Jeff C show is whatever, called. Whatever that show that Jeff does. Yeah. So I don't listen to other Disney podcasts. You don't. don't. Why, why is that? Um, for two reasons. One, because it's what I do every single day. So when I listen to something in my car, I want something unrelated. And if I don't listen to anybody else's show, no one can ever accuse me of taking an idea or stealing content or anything else like that. That's a good idea. What do you like to listen to? What type of... You don't have to name a name if you don't want to, but what um, Business-related stuff. <laughs> um, sometimes some nerdy, you know, Lost or right. Battlestar Galactica recap stuff. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, there's a big world out there of podcasting and yeah. you can find what you do. So, uh, Lou, before uh, there's some comments that people were asking, like, what is the name of your podcast? How to find you? So why don't yeah. you tell people that? So the name of my show is WDW, like Walter's World, WDW Radio. You can find everything I do on the Dizzy side of things at WDWRadio.com. I am at Lou Mangello on all the social and everything I do on the business side in terms of speaking and coaching and mastermind and events in Walt Disney World. Um, which Jeff has come to before, uh, can be found at lumangelo.com. And also talk about your special event that's coming up that people may want to watch live. Yeah, so uh, Disney is hosting the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, September 9th through the 11th. Uh, I, this is my, I've been there since the very beginning back in 2007, uh, broadcasting all three days. And you can go to either WW Radio Live or D23ExpoLive.com. If you can't make it out there, 
I will take you out and uh, bring the experience to you. Awesome. Thanks, Lou. Guys, go follow him. You know, get the podcast. I listen to it all the time. Come to, I, do you have any spots left on Momentum? Yes. So Momentum is his uh, very special, intimate mastermind conference thing, limited to 50 people. I am going to be there speaking. Uh, I was there last year. It's phenomenal. It's at Disney World. We're right across the street from Disney Springs. It is so much freaking fun. So uh, if you want to do that, make sure you uh, go back. We're, we're, uh, it's lumangelo.momentum.com. Uh, lumangelo.com. Internet. Use internet. Lumangelo.com. And there's a link right there. Yeah. For momentum. Yeah. yeah. So go there and check it out. So thanks, Lou. Appreciate Thank you, you guys my very much. Yeah, I love and appreciate you guys. Yeah, really do. Thank you so much for joining us. So we want to do a big shout out because we, if you haven't noticed, we are broadcasting from Ecamm's booth. Yep. Uh, if you want to find out, like, I mean, this is just, a, we're, we're live in the middle of a convention yeah. center and we're having comments come up. Um, it's going out in high quality. It's just amazing, this program. Uh, they, they're, they're amazing people. If you'd like to find out more about them, go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They also have a new podcast that's coming out uh, that's been out, and they I think they do it Wednesdays, yeah. and um, you can watch it live, but they also find it on your favorite um, podcasting player, but it's it's really good. It's all about video podcasting, how to get started, uh, continuing how to grow like that. Um, we're going to get Megan on now yeah. early because- She's here. Yeah, Megan, we're going to have you come on now. Megan. Megan Powers. We're going to have you come, come on, on now. On. Yeah, so we have another amazing podcaster. Uh, Megan Powers is going to come on and join us right now because- uh, just excited to have, we're going to have a round robin of people yeah. coming on the show today. Um, so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Grace. I, I just happened to be in the neighborhood and That's so. Right. Oh, yeah. No, actually what she happened, walking by. she was, she came here prompt and ready to go. And we're right. like, we're going to reward that. Right. Because we certainly weren't ready to go. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so Megan, tell us about you and about your podcast and what you do. So I have two podcasts. We just started season six of Making a Marketer. Jeff's been on it. I need to have Miss um, Grace on but it. Your co-host is the amazing Jen Cole. She, right. yes. 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 Jen Cole and I have been doing it since August of 17. And um, and yeah, and then I've, I've gotten hired to host podcasts um, by a couple of other um, businesses. And so I um, my current other show is called Trade Show Talk. Yeah. And it's the Trade Show News Network's um, podcast. So that's fun. That just started in January. Cool. Yeah, and I work in the events space, right. so that's yeah. like in my wheelhouse. So this is like home to you, being at a conference. <laughs> oh yeah, show. you know, yeah. she knows where all the coffee's at. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to ask a question because you said you have two podcasts. Yeah. How do you manage two podcasts? Like yeah. how how kind of walk us through your process and how you do that, and then I mean you you record and then there's editing, all that. So kind of walk us through how you do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's two shows for each. So it is kind of like I have a weekly, okay, gotcha. even though it's between two shows. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I keep a spreadsheet and I just try to like have fresh ideas and I try to get guests, you know, in as much in advance as I can. Um, but if I'm honest, my planning is right up to the wire. <laughs> the question right. A lot of podcasters. That well, I also have a, yeah. I have a full time job. So this yeah. is on top of that. Um, and I have an editor, so that really helps. Mm -hmm. He's amazing, and he turns things around really fast. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I try to have topics that matter mm -hmm. to the listeners, you know, that are going to bring value. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I, it doesn't feel like work. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I also am very much a film it, 
post it or record it, post it right. kind of a person. And I um I realized while I was here this week that I had one in the can. I'm like, oh, I need to get this. I need to get this published. I'm not used to having one yeah. already ready right. to go. So. So what's your criteria for um like finding guests? Yeah. Are you like always on the prowl? Is there certain are people reaching out to you and then you're, you know, kind of vetting them? How does that work? Yeah. It's a combination of things. It's funny because I thought. For a while, it was all people I knew. Right. Yes. And I thought, well, I'm going to run out of people I know, but I <laughs> I haven't yet. But also people have been referred to me. I do get a lot of inbound inquiries, people yeah. trying to get their person yeah. um, on my show. Have, and you, I don't, have you used any have of those? You ever found, have you found anyone good that way? Because we get a lot of inquiries, too. So and we're just like, oh, you know. Um, No, no, <laughs> I haven't. But if I'm honest, I, I just it feels. It depends on how they approach and whether I even, you know, chat with them or, about it or not. But it, yeah, it's it's not really. Well, that's a good question, though, yeah. because right. as someone that's hosts a show, but then also has had to be on shows as part of a brand, as a brand evangelist, what would like what would be the way that someone should approach you to say, hey, that you would make you open to entertaining them on your show? Show that you actually have listened to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the key thing. Yeah. yeah, you can tell when they have it. Totally. <laughs> it's like that one time when we got to sell razors. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Oh, the best one! I didn't even tell you about this one, Jeff. I'm that's scared. We got, we got pitched a vegan brand. Yeah, that that's almost as bad as razors. That, that's not. <laughs> it, right. That's not on. Nothing yeah, is no. not being a vegan. It's just that Jeff. No, doesn't. no, that's right. We couldn't talk about it. Let's see. Other question. So, two podcasts. The way you vet people, um, how do you edit? Like, is there yeah. a person software you like to use? What's your, I mean, and how edit, like some people take out every little filler word and then some people actually, you know, they just let it run and they put a bumper at the beginning of the end. Yeah. So I, um, well, this last season I did three on my own and I, I'm, I make ship clipped and added in the audio. It's right, not right. awesome. But my editor does all that. In the beginning, I used to, listen to it fully mm -hmm. again right. and let him know exactly what I wanted cut out. And sometimes I still have to do that because there may be some, a little something. Yeah. But for the most part, he knows me well enough that he just does it. And he doesn't cut out every um, but he does he does cut out quite a bit of yeah, yeah. dead air. Right, and right, yeah. my, my thing this last season, I have had lots of, um, actually with, on both the shows, lots of guests who say like. A lot. Yes. And it's kind of a virus. Yes. It makes me say it also. Right. <laughs> so I did have one where I messaged him. If, if you can cut out any of the likes, that would be and it's fantastic. Really, and, I, you know, I, I do a lot of podcast editing and it's really hard because sometimes people say like and then there'll be enough pause. But sometimes it's like a run on like, like, and it's like you can't cut it without right. it making sound robotic. So right. totally. it's, you have to listen. I say so a lot if you haven't noticed. Now everyone's going to be like, so, 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 um, so. Um, we all have our. Yeah, it's all crutch words. Our, yeah. Our, yeah, our little filler words. Yeah. As well, I as I try not to say like right now. <laughs> I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but um, so we you, you're editing. So you pass it on to an editor and they take care of that. What? What would you tell, the same like we asked Lou, what would you tell somebody who's just getting started yes. in podcasting? Like some of the things that like hacks maybe you have found or pitfalls to avoid. What would you tell somebody who's just getting started? Um, well, to be prepared. I mean, I, I that wasn't a pitfall for me because I, from the very beginning, I actually, so my first foray into podcasting was I got asked to 
be on a crew of, so it was a team of people, four to six people at any given time for an audiovisual based podcast. I used Mm -hmm. to sell AV for live events. Yeah. So, um, and they had, most of the other people were permanent install people, places of worship, restaurants, whatever. So he would have me do shows on live events. And I, the first one I did where we were doing live events, I didn't know I was hosting it. Okay. So I was, I mean, we had a crew of people, but I was in charge and I thought, oh man, if I had known that I 100% would have prepared questions. So then for everyone I did after that, I was fully prepared. And I mean, I write questions and I, there is definitely, I want a a certain flow, but I, I allow for serendipity and for if it, if things take a different turn, like Mm -hmm. my shows, both my shows are interview shows and, and I have guests, Mm -hmm. um, and, and on every other one, I have a co-host. So Things sometimes they talk to each other and things take a different right, right. thing. And I love that. Right. I want it to be authentic, but I also want it to be professional. And I don't want, you know, dead air uh, sitting at, looking at each other. <laughs> what am I going to ask next? <laughs> so we always have questions. And I've always done this from the very beginning, even on Google Plus, Chris Stone. And uh, <laughs> Drink again. Yes. I you was, can have another drink. That's right. And um, we would, I would have questions at least 10 every time I went live. But the most, and, and Grace and I do this now is we have a list of questions, but a lot of times the audience will ask something similar or, you know, really, really close. And we want to use that from the audience. So we'll put their up on screen and use that one. And then we'll cross out. We're doing this dance in the background over on Google Docs where she's like, he said that already. Move on. (laughs) Okay. You know, so I mean. Same with me at Jen Cole. All right, Nagan. So you work with the wonderful Jen Cole, who is an amazing person and friend of ours. And We've always talked, at least as we've done this show, about me and Jeff's workflow, kind of. How does it work with uh, with your workflow with having a co-host? Because it's essentially like a co-worker. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's so she and she and I do every other episode together. Yes. The ones in between I do live and I don't force her to be on camera with me. But I do ask her if she can be in the audience and yeah. um, help, you know stimulate conversation or whatever comment um so it's going to everywhere i get i I get the guests Uh i write my questions and then most of the time she writes her questions based on what i've written or sometimes she goes first but yeah basically it's like a a team effort i don't know if i'm live still but then i'm the one kind of you know i'm i'm the host running the yeah pushing the buttons and well, it's hard to find someone to like, because to really collaborate with, that's really right. partner with you on that. So, what's your advice for finding someone, like, for people that want to co host? I still have access to ETN stuff. That's a great question. Um, I mean, someone that you're friends with, who you trust, I think is key. Yeah. Um, someone, you just have to make sure that you are in alignment on how to do the show and you don't have to think the same. Like you no. could have different viewpoints. I think that actually brings a little bit more spice. Jen and I are very similar people. Yeah. So that that I think that 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 helps us um, yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, but she's just such a lovely, kind person. So um, everything's easy. Cool, I know. It's like her. you get to hang out with your friend every Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Every other week. Every right? other yeah. Every other week, and then you do it live. Yeah. So talk to me about the flow for get like when you have guests on. Do you how much do you prep them? Because I've had all kinds. We've had all kinds right. of guests right. on here. So tell us how what's your flow for prepping guests? So I will only give them questions in advance if they demand it. Yeah. 
for a few reasons. One, like I mentioned before, I'm kind of a flying by the seat of my pants. Sometimes yeah. it's it's like very yeah. Yeah. last minute. But also because I feel like if someone's too too scripted, then it's not as yeah. authentic or some, there's something about it. We have had one guest where she had written out all of her answers. Now, she did a fairly decent job yeah. of like not being able to tell that she was reading her yeah. answers. But I want it to be more genuine than that. Yeah. And, and like I said, I want to allow for serendipity. I want to, I want the conversation because a lot of times they'll give an answer and I'll say all, my next question will be different because yeah. of what they just said. So, and you can, and you have to like adjust and listen. It's hard. Right. Like when you're live to like, listen and read the comments and yeah. be present with the person. And it's almost like, it's almost better to have someone like balancing that out with you too. Right, right. Well, and the live thing is interesting because it's only once a month. It's not really appointment programming. Yeah. So people, you know, we don't get a ton of people on the live. Yeah. But when they, you know, I love to bring up their questions and, and get them involved in the conversation. Obviously, that's the different element of this, right? right. Of, of the of the the video, the recording it um, live adds, adds more, more uh I, I don't think I could do it recording, though, because like I've done live and I've done like things I've had to record and I always mess up. Well, I probably mess up live, too. But <laughs> like when I'm recording, like I mess up so much more. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. What about you? Um, no, but also, you know, we just edit. <laughs> like, it's not we're recording on video, but we're not using the video for anything. At least yeah. not yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just or I'll start over. I have actually messed up quite a bit in the beginning, the last couple of months. And I just said, I'm just going to start over. And then, you know, yeah. and then it makes it easy. And I tell my guests to to like give me a timeout sign yeah. if, if they have a if they need to do something or have, you know, whatever reason, because it makes the editing easier Yeah. because then I can just pause. Yeah. And. It doesn't interrupt the flow. Another trick I've had is like a post-it note. You just hold up the post-it note oh, okay. and then you know to cut the, the video. I'm from the live video world. So that's what we used yeah. to do. Oh, that's we, do smart. we do a post-it note and then my editor would be like, oh, <laughs> and then I just start over. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, I just give him the audio file. I try to make <laughs> it, it easy. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, we record on Zoom, which audio files are highly opposed to. Yeah. Because it's Zoom. It's not, you know, meant for. But. It gives you a separate audio file. So rather than having him have to pull the audio out of a video, I just send him the audio file. Yeah. So talk to me about the trade show, because that is the trade show show, because that's what you do. Right. In your full time job. Right. Tell me about that show. So I um, in, in all of the time during COVID and everything, and I know it's not over, <laughs> but, um, you know, that first year was really shocking. The industry just turned upside down and everything went online. And we were talking a lot about virtual versus in-person yeah. and hybrid and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. so with this show, I've really um, wanted to talk about things that are more impactful. And so when we have um, each month as a theme, we do two shows a month. And the theme is has been sustainability. It's been DEI. It's been okay. um, accessibility and inclusion. We've actually only had one month that had the theme of actual exhibiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the next one will be trade show. Next month will be about trade shows. And so, um, so yeah, so I just want to talk about, I want to have conversations with people who are in the industry making a difference. Yeah. And I want to get people thinking about things in a different way and not just kind of covering the same old stuff that that you know that everyone is already talked about right and and we just were commenting this whole week that it feels like events are back 
right? Yeah. Like I've been going to events for about a year, you know, safely, right? Yeah. And like, but they've always just kind of, but this is the first time that I've come back and it's been, it feels like full capacity, but you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, well, I I went to my first big in-person event last fall, IMAX America, and we we joked like I think you and I talked about earlier this week, we're kind of out of shape, out of in-person shape. You know, you're yeah. not used to so much stimulation and yeah. um, obviously late nights and, and that kind of stuff that also yeah. comes with um, this kind of thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, trade shows particularly are back. There's a lot of shows that are actually um, at higher attendance than they were before and they're getting people that have never attended before which yeah i think really also very interesting because trade show is the one element of events that did not translate really to online and no one really had i mean i sat in a booth online for one of my customers and not a single person visited yeah so this that you can't you can do a ton online and their online events are so valuable but you can't recreate this yeah. online it yeah. just you just can't this environment and right. and the, the be able to exhibit. Yeah, well, who you're going to run into, who, you know, what exhibitor you might see, who you, you didn't even know that their product was a thing, and then you yeah. learn about something new that maybe you can implement in your business. In your work, yeah. in your staff. Yeah. Right, I'm going to do my rapid fire. Okay. All right. Instagram or TikTok? TikTok. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Phone call or text? Text. Text message, or, or sorry, text mix or barbecue? Barbecue. All the time. Yeah. yeah. What is your go-to karaoke song? Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> We're going to have to get out to do some karaoke. <laughs> no one wants to hear me do karaoke, but we'll go see I you. love it. Yeah. Not not at the end of a conference, only uh, at the beginning. At the, I have no, as you can tell, I, I, have my, I have a little rasp. I sound oh. a little, uh, or maybe I could do Pat Benatar. So do I kind of got a Pat Benatar vibe. Pat then. Benatar. Yeah. I'm a, I have a, I'm going to sleep now vibe. <laughs> What's your favorite day of the week? Friday. Friday. And what was the last podcast that you listened to that wasn't your own? The Daily. The Daily. I listened yeah. to that this morning. Did you? I'm a few days behind because I've been here and working while trying to learn and yeah. network and all that. Kind so of I listen to The Daily before I get ready for this show because I like to get nice and enraged. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But we're working with Jeff. <laughs> what do you do to prep before your show? Uh, do you do anything? I just actually try to make sure that I'm at my desk and that everything's set up like way in advance because it stresses me out mm -hmm. to not. And I, I don't, sometimes I get nervous, but I don't really get nervous yeah. um, like I used to. But um, yeah, just try to make sure that everything's prepped and that I've read through. I read my um, guest bios. Mm -hmm. I don't, I find that for the most part, I'd rather do that than have them talk about themselves because the people can't edit yeah. themselves so I read their so I want to make sure I've read it through and I know how to say their names that that I'm talking about messing up I have missed I I had a guest named Cass McMahon and I said Cass McCann and she didn't tell me till the end so then I re-recorded that intro that in that piece and I had him yeah. and had him drop it in I you know what so don't feel so bad I've done that too I've, I've mispronounced people's name yeah Nathalie Gregg too I said Natalie She's like, it's Nathalie. I go, okay, let's start over. <laughs> yeah, we have that. We have that a few times. Like, I tend to take the names when to, when we're doing a show. Like, I take the names because I tend to pronounce. Well, I write them phonetically. Yes. In my in my doc. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. All right, Megan. Thank you so much for your time. Tell us, tell our audience where they can find the amazing and brilliant Megan Power. 
Well, I hang out a lot on Twitter. Uh, at yes. Megan Powers uh, is my Twitter. And Making a Marketer is the name of my marketing podcast that I do with Jen Cole. And that Twitter is at Make a Marketer. But you can find it on any platform. And then Trade Show Talk, same thing on all the, in all the places. But yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Twitter. Yeah. Megan, thanks so much Thank for coming you. to us. Thanks. Always fun. Thank, Thank you. you. We are here with the amazing Colin Gray. Why, hello? Yes. Hello. Yes. So, and I got to hang out with Colin, what was it, three years ago? at Something like that. Like, yeah. At, in London, which I'd never been for. It was amazing. Yeah. But, was that your first trip? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But... Uh, they didn't even let him go back. <laughs> I don't know if I can. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we had a whole pandemic to prevent him from that. Right. Yeah. So, you know. But Colin is an amazing podcaster. Um, he's got, and, and I mean, he's just a wealth of knowledge. And so we had to have him on the show, especially because we're a podcast movement. He spoke a couple times, didn't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, yeah, very cool. good, actually. Yeah. So, Colin, tell people, you know, first of all, where they can find you, your podcast, and also, you know, how you help podcasters out. Yeah, sure. I mean, we uh, so uh, the main stuff is over at thepodcasthost.com. That's our site where we write about everything podcasting, uh, from launch to growth to monetization type stuff. So uh, just loads of content over there. A podcast is called Podcraft. So that's the one I, me and Matthew do together. Matthew's part of my team as well, um, where we do kind of seasons-based how-to-do podcasting. So we take one topic and break it down uh, right. into really detailed uh, episodes over seasons. So yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's the ones we do. How did you get started with podcasting? Or how long ago? And then yeah. how did you get started? Yeah, it was about 2007, I believe. Okay. Wow. I, the early I, days. Yeah, the early with days. The, yeah. With the wheel. You had, to, you had to use the wheel to get your podcast. Back when it was very, yeah, when you were still transferring files onto MP3 players and stuff like that. Yes. Stuff. <laughs> um, I, I worked at university, actually. So I was a teacher at uni. Okay. Wow. Uh, telling lecturers and educators how to use tech. To teach. Okay. Uh, and podcasting was this fancy tech that came up in 2007. And I was like, my boss said, you go and look into this audio thing and find out how it works. Um, and I did. And the rest is history. I fell in love with it and just started writing about the, uh, the whole medium on our site. And that's what turned into what I do today, really. What was your first podcast? Was it about podcasting? Was it about a podcast? It was funnily enough, podcast. Yeah, that's why I've been doing it this long. Well, that show is, like I say, seasons based. So we kind of come and go on it. Uh We update it. Um, Yeah, but it's been going since then. Yeah. That's an interesting strategy because I've talked a lot about like people get overwhelmed by the whole concept of like, oh, I can't do. And I've always talked about season. Like, just think about seasons. Break us down what a season is for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the, the format because it's, it's when you take a question, a problem, an issue that your audience has, yeah. you take that, take the most common thing that people ask you and you go, right, I'm going to cover this over, let's say, two or three months, which is what, eight to 12 episodes mm-hmm. week-wise. Break it down. You think how much detail, because I think a lot of podcasters make the mistake of trying to cover too much. Right, in every episode. right, right, right. And actually, your listeners want you to go really deep on quite specific things. Yes, yes. So you take that season, you plan it out. It's so easy to plan because you can sit there for 20 minutes and actually just come up with all these like broken down parts of this topic uh, mm-hmm. and then put some meat in those bones as well, like a few bullet points. Then you've got the plans. You know, yeah. you know what it's like? Like you sit down on Monday morning, what am I going to talk about this month? Yeah. Actually, with a season plan, you've got that for months ahead, so it's great. When I was, well, I used to work in live streaming. I still work in live streaming. Right. But when I was doing it for my day job, I was there was always two things for people that were getting started. They're either afraid that they didn't have enough in them. Yes. Or they're afraid they had too much exactly. in them and they got overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. I like that way of rationalizing and breaking yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. so Colin, I wanted to ask, and, and I, maybe I missed it, but did you say 
for your, you, you have that seasonal, ba- I mean, the, the seasons for your podcast. Yes. Is there a certain amount you always do for each season or is it just kind of based on the content? I, t- I totally comes down to the topic, I think. Okay. Yeah, I we change every time. I've had a season as short as four episodes. That was all okay. I needed, really. And I've yeah. done one 20 episodes long as well. Wow. So, yeah, it just depends okay. on the topic, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So the other thing is, I know you have, I, and once again, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a newsletter that comes out. Yep. quite a bit because I get that. So yeah, great. if somebody wants to sign up for that newsletter yeah. and because there's it's really got a ton of, you know, great stuff for podcasters. You. If you're getting started, if you want to, you know, you have questions. I mean, it's a really, really, uh, n- there's only a few newsletters I read and this is one of them. So can you tell people how they can sign up? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, if you just go over to thepodcasthost.com, we have a link at the very top of every single page on the site. It's okay. our main yeah. thing. So, so yeah, sign up to the newsletter and get that. And yeah. Yes. So, the podcasters with an S. Right. But, uh, thepodcasthost.com. The podcast. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So for people who are watching who like are, you know, I've always wanted to do a podcast or maybe they've done a, a live show like we have and they're trying to like think about maybe I want to turn this into a podcast. What is something that from all your years of experience and everything that you've done, um, like maybe a pitfall to avoid or a lesson learned that you would yeah. say, you're getting started, do this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it almost sounds like... Uh, too simple advice, but that's it. It's all about being simple. It's like I find so many shows get killed by the fact that people don't overcomplicate things too early. So they either they go with a setup like this, like we've got a really right. good pro setup here, yeah. three mics into the roadcaster, and folks think they have to start like yeah, that. No, but actually, get this, and uh, it's a, it's a relatively simple device, but there's still all these switches and things. It's just so much faff to set up and all that kind of stuff. And um, by all means, get into the more develop yep. setups like this 10, 15, 20 episodes in. But I always tell people, just get a really simple USB mic in the early days. Um, set yourself up so that you're concentrating on the content, like figuring out your best presentation style, finding your voice, talking to your listeners. That's the key really for me in the first 10, 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. So simplify everything else from the software to the equipment to everything, all the tech parts. That's what I usually say. Do you, do you have any specific advice for people who are getting started in editing their own podcast. Like yeah, sure. there's, th- there's kind of a school flat. Like I take out all of my ums and ahs yeah, and it yeah. can take like a one hour count. Uh, yeah. podcast could take eight hours. Yeah, and so yeah. what do you tell people like, and how do you like to edit? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, yeah, one of my pet subjects. Like, what part of my talk <laughs> right, on right, Wednesday yeah. was about this was how, so I have a, a process I call me. So M-E-E, minimum effective editing. And it's the principle of just recording as if you're live like this. Right. Yeah. So we know we're not going to edit this afterwards. Right. So you make a mistake, you trip over your tongue, you go, oh, sorry, it's not what I meant. And you fix it then and there and you commit to not editing. And editing can be a real crutch, I think, for people. It means that they don't have to worry about trying to get better at not humming and eyeing and all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you commit 10 to 20 episodes, your first 10 to 20, uh, I'm not going to edit much at all. All I'm going to do is cut out, like trim it, start and end, uh, do a basic bit of normalization for my levels, but actually I'm not going to edit out mistakes. Suddenly you think more about your ums and your ahs and your first words and you, yeah. you edit them out yourself and it makes it so much better because you don't spend so much time editing. That oh, that's, principle I didn't follow. That is great advice because so many, so I think, what was it, seven, after seven podcasts, people usually quit podcasting. That's a common one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, part of it is because of that. It's like, if you're editing so much, yeah. you're going to get burnt out. Yeah, like, for sure. Fast. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that is great advice. So. Cool. Let's talk about the future podcasting, like yeah. the stuff that you've seen during the show, uh, the, the podcast movement today, some of the new stuff. What are you most excited about in the podcasting space? Because you're like, 
You're like one of the OG ones. Like we had Lou on before, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know Eric's going to come on later. I mean, you guys have been doing it for so many years. What excites you, and you know, especially about the show? Yeah, yeah. I think I just love the fact that there's so many more. Uh, I, the podcasting is becoming more um, so a big brand. So there's a lot more of the big brands coming in. But it's really excited me to hear to see that there's still loads of indie podcasters around. There's still all these people just talking about their passion, talking about their hobby. I just, so I just love that mix, actually. Even though we're getting some more attention through the big brands, we've still got all these indies around. It's brilliant. I love that. Um, there's been so much... Uh, just hear your guys' thoughts on this as well. There's so much talk about more video podcasting at this show as well. It just seems to be coming up a lot. Yeah. I, admit, I don't watch any video podcasts at all. The whole thing around podcasting for me is... I'm on a walk, I'm on a drive, right. yeah. I'm cooking my dinner, I'm listening yeah. to something like, do you guys w watch podcasts or do you think it's the same place? So, uh, you know, I watch clips of podcasts Yeah. Okay. and my thing is it's all about repurposing. Right. So I always love to do a pod do it with video because I can use, I, I get more bang for my buck. So that's the yeah. main reason yeah. I've always done it from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. 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 Now, discoverability, you know, with the YouTube, and Eric's going to talk about that a little bit about the YouTube podcast yeah. thing. And yeah. so that's kind of exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I think, um, what are your thoughts, Grace, I, about well, video? I think with the rise of like short form video, sure. TikTok, yeah. Instagram Reel, yeah. Yeah. YouTube Shorts, you're seeing more and more pressure to do like video. And so from this, this is our big, this is our content. Yeah. This is our advertising content. Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be amazing, but it yeah. draws you in. And I've yeah. discovered so many new podcasts mm -hmm. because of something that they did on TikTok, yeah, right? And then yeah, we, yeah. But there's a lot of creativity, so I don't, and I always tell people, like, if you don't feel comfortable or you don't, if this is too much for you, yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't do yeah. it, right? right. <laughs> because I've also seen people that will overlay their audio content over some other video or something else on TikTok and in Instagram, mm -hmm. where you'll see someone, like, baking bread or whatever, but, it's like, the audio on top of it is this true crime, yeah. right? <laughs> right? And it sucked you in. So, like, that's not something that they had. That was something that yeah. they, you know, they reused and generated. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's like if you're, I've always started with video. And then what I do turns into a podcast. Yeah, right. So, yeah, to go the other way, I think, is a very yeah. different thing. It's so. a funny one, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure on it. It's, it's, I'm kind of uh, withholding judgment a little bit. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but even if it's a video, people still engage with it like a podcast. Right. Because I'm also very aware that someone is watching us, but they're probably you know, updating a spreadsheet. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Moving. They're not really watching. Right. Yeah. Watching. Crypt, yeah. Don't, you need to put on some pants and go outside. All right. <laughs> so if you're watching. So um, <laughs> what I, what I, what well, I. There's that too. Yeah. yeah there's some, yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So Colin, I want to ask you um, one of the things I think, especially beginning podcasters, I mean, it takes a lot of time. They want to upgrade their equipment. And so they want to monetize. Yeah. And I know that's a big topic that we've talked about, yeah, yeah. you know, sessions about. Yeah. What are your thoughts of monetization, like when it should happen, and should that be your goal in podcasting? I mean, it's difficult to have it as a goal, I think, because you right. have to, I mean, if you put it in too early, it can, well, either it just doesn't pay off or, I mean, I, I like the approach of um, either you work towards making your own product or service. It mm -hmm. seems, that feels like the best way because yeah. you're building that trust with your audience for your own, uh, you know, your own personal brand, your own knowledge, your own experience. So for something that you can offer up in terms of whether it's even just coaching and whether it's creating a course, whether it's creating a real life product, like an right. actual physical product. I mean, I think that can be a great way to do it. But in the early days, actually, something we often recommend is uh, working with affiliate marketing yeah. as a podcaster. Because when, you're all, when you've only got 100 
500 listeners at that point, it's kind of, it's not really worthwhile doing sponsorship. The, the mm-hmm. numbers, the CPMs are right. just a bit too low. But if you've got 100 people listening to your show that no one trusts you right. yeah. and you recommend a $100 product that you yeah. genuinely like, genuinely yeah. use, fits their audience, you can convert like half of them into buying it. Yeah. And right. that can actually be a reasonably good income. And it paves the way, even if you want to go into selling your own products later or sponsorship later, your audience know that, you know, this this uh, content is great, but it's it's supported by, you know, mentioning other products or whatever. So it kind of it paves the way uh, so that <laughs> I've seen shows add sponsorship 50 episodes in yeah. and the listeners rebel because it's never oh, been in it before. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So kind of uh, setting that precedent, I think, is a good yeah, yeah. Good. By the way, I gotta give a shout out. We talked about sponsorships, then that's what we did when we started and we yep. continue to do. We are very blessed to have Ecamm uh, sponsor our show. Big shout out to them. Let's so let's broadcast live from their booth. But you can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Uh, they are amazing. They also have a new podcast coming out. And Paul Duncan is gonna drop that inside uh, the comments so we can actually, you know, you guys can link in. Give them a rating review, but uh, it's a great show live on Wednesdays, but all about video podcasting. So make sure you check that out. But Colin, I want to ask you another question okay. that I, I'm interested in hearing what you think, because uh, it seems like there's almost a land grab for podcasts with the networks. Yeah. I'd love to know your thought about networks. And I know sometimes when I, I've read some of the things that they want you to do to provide as a creator, they want you to give them a lot. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, there's even like a clause that says something about like, you know, we have the right to replace you as a host. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that, you know, when you see that money, it's easy to want to grab it and like help yeah. them. But then you have to look at like, that's, I don't want to give away my stuff. So giving over yeah. huge control. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So what are your yeah. thoughts on networks and the land grab kind of uh, idea? Yeah. I mean, it can be a way. I've, I've seen people join a network and make, an, uh, make a living out of it. I've mm-hmm. seen other people join a network grow more of an audience, right. use that network's resources to grow an audience and, and benefit the network too. Like it's a two-way thing, um, but then actually take that elsewhere and grow your show elsewhere. So it mm-hmm. can be, I think, I think it depends on your situation, doesn't it? It depends right. whether you have a bit of an existing audience, whether you're willing to give up that control, maybe even give up your whole first show to the network so that you can move mm-hmm. on to something later on and yeah. use that equity that you've built with the audience there. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think it's very personal. Yeah. 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 So for your brand and podcast, like, what are you looking for in the future? Like, to me, when I look at you, I'm like, oh, he's made it. He's got it. He's got the followers. He's been doing this for so long. So how does an old school podcaster, what is that? What are, what are you trying to get? Is it always more followers? Is it more sponsors? What, like, yeah. what, what do you reach for as like a business goal for yeah. like your, your thing? Well, it's interesting right now, the main thing we're doing is actually just trying to create more products for our right. audience, our existing audience. Because like you say, we're really lucky position where people do follow our stuff and follow along. So we hear the questions and the problems that people have quite often. And the biggest thing they always came to with me, part of the reason it's my pet thing is editing. How do you make that easier? Mm-hmm. That's why we create, so our product Alitude, for example, that's why we created that. That's our podcast maker app. Mm-hmm. Um, start with just editing, making it easier to edit, simplify mm-hmm. editing. Because so many people use like Audition, Audacity. They're not really podcast specific. They've got so many things in there that don't fit podcasters. So that's what I love doing actually is taking the questions we get from our audience and turning it into solutions for them. And that's, yeah, that's where Alitude came from. That's, so that's kind of our focus at the moment. It's making that app into everything that people need to make a podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's good fun as well. Very cool. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, one of the last questions I want to ask you is, 
You know, we talked with Lou, like once again, as an OG podcaster, you don't do video so much. So how can podcasters who are like specifically audio only, how do you build community? Because it's hard because it's like, it's passive. Like you're saying, people are like driving or, you know, so what are some tips or calls to action or whatever that you use to drive community in your, in your brand? Yeah, we... We do a lot around, we, we recently started a community on um, Circle, actually. Yeah. I don't know if you've come yeah. across that. A really good platform for it. Makes it really easy. I mean, I think part of the way that we've managed to grow that is we mention it, obviously, in our podcast. We do a bit of YouTube as well, mention right. it on that. Mm-hmm. Our blog is probably the way that we reach the most people through the podcast, so we include it on that. But it's, it's about having those regular events inside the community, I think, as well. And like mm-hmm. we have... We have, you know, shout out Tuesdays and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as special topic Thursdays. We do live events once a month. We do Q&As as well. So myself, Matthew, Lindsay on the team, we all do a live Q&A once a week, every mm-hmm. single week where we just sit there and answer questions that come up. I think, I don't know if there's that much complicated about community other than just giving your time to it. Right. Um, and that can be difficult sometimes when you feel busy, you've got so many right. other things on. But it's actually committing and showing that you're there to help them and you're part of the community. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about yourselves. I've joined communities in the past and around the, a brand. Oh, and they're yeah. never there. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you, so do you do a shout out? Like in, so I'm, what I'd love to know is like a tactic that yeah. like a new podcaster could use yeah. to help them foster community. Do you like, yeah. like Lou has a thing like call yeah. this number, leave a voicemail and, oh, he'll, play, yeah. and he'll play it at yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah. I mean, do you have specific tactics you like to yeah. use for that? So tying into the seasons thing earlier, oh, yeah, I think yeah. seasons are excellent for this because you've got this really good excuse at the end of the season, three months in, like you've been podcasting regularly, weekly for three months and you say, right, we're taking a month off. We're not going to be here for a month, but over this month, I'm going to be on uh, Twitter, let's say, and uh-huh. I'm going to be engaging and asking for questions. Here's why I want you to answer. Oh, Next wow. season, we are going to cover, uh, let's say, equipment. Mm. What are your biggest struggles with equipment? Right. Um, what, uh, what mic do you use? What mixer do you use? What do you want us to cover? And that's like a good month's worth of not podcasting, but actually just uh, interacting wow. with the community. And I think... One of the biggest things in that is being super specific. Because mm. every time we've tried that in the past and say, just what are you struggling with? Or give us some feedback, something quite generic. <laughs> it's, it's not enough of a front. People right. just don't do it. Right. As soon as you get really specific, like what mic do you use? <laughs> uh, what, what was the last time, what happened last time your equipment broke or your right. live stream right. went off? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That happens. Yeah. I mean, it when, it, when yeah. it happens, right? Yeah. Don't we yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so something, I have a last question for you. Okay. So something that we hear a lot, we've been hearing a lot at the conference this week is like, get to know your audience, get to yeah. know your audience. And you gave sure. us some hints. You gave us some really good advice with oh, like yeah. taking the break and yeah. asking Twitter. But I've heard things like surveys or whatever, but like, but I, you know, I haven't really heard, like, how do you get, like, what are some other ways you can talk to your audience and get to know what it is that they want and get to know yeah. them? So, yeah. and I've gotten some good ideas, but do you have any other ones in addition to, the Twitter one is amazing, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. The, the one that works well best for us, actually, it was the one that surfaced that editing uh, production type problem, right. the biggest, the biggest where we are now, is uh, we our newsletter. So, Jeff, you mentioned the newsletter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every time somebody signs up for that, uh, we give a, a giveaway. So we've got like a p- couple of PDFs, like some th- right, right. resources, that kind of stuff that encourages them to sign up. But then second day, I think it is, we send an email with nothing but the question, what's your biggest struggle in podcasting oh, right now? That's good. And we get so many responses to that. It's just so quick and simple and it's automated. It goes out, but it's from my name and I genuinely reply to right. who reply to it. So it's not, it's partly automated, but it's also partly community building. And right, right. 
But we get so much from that. So many, so much feedback from that. What um, I love about that is the simplicity of it. The one question. Keep it really yeah, simple. Because a lot yeah. of people will send it because I keep hearing the survey and I'm like, well, and as a listener, yeah. as a consumer, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to answer. Too many. Too many. Right. But that, yeah. but that yeah. builds your show too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. then you know what to yeah. like, what, if you have like 10 people asking, you know, what mic to get. That's it. You know, yeah. there you go. So that powers the content from then on. Yeah. Right. Totally. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, Colin, I don't want to take any more of your time, uh, but let everybody know and we'll make sure we uh, tag it everywhere on the show yeah. notes and everything. Where they can find you, how to get a hold of you, yeah. and that awesome newsletter, by the way, you need to sign up. Yeah, 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 I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we're over at. I mean, all the content. If you want to learn how to start your podcast, it's over at thepodcasters.com. Um, and if you want to check out our podcast maker app, that'd be excellent too. That's over at alitude.com. A l i t u dot com. Awesome. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you very much. All right, guys, that was Colin Gray. Make sure you go. I'm serious. That newsletter I've told you before that like I don't sign up for many, but that's one of them, and it it's really good. Jeff doesn't even read my email. I barely read and at all. And he reads this newsletter. So that's why I do that, live that's, video. That's yeah. why. That's why. So, all right. As we get the next guest in, um, make sure you guys go check out Ecamm at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Like I said, we're at a conference. People are walking around uh, staring at us like, what are these people doing? But we can only make this possible by Ecamm. In fact, I want Doc Rock to come a little bit here and talk about um, the actual podcast he has, but also a special thing that's coming up. Uh, called Leap Into Podcasting, and that's coming up uh, pretty shortly. Isn't that right, Doc? <laughs> he, I, I uh, kind of put it in the, you know, kind of got him off uh, his conversation. Hi. So I have, so I've My watched name is Doc. Grace Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have watched, and you're not. And so I've How watched do I Doc. I lowered his chair. I don't know if you can. No, I just wanted to oh. be Grace. Oh, yeah. So I know Doc for a while watching him, and this is the first time we met in real life. Yes. So. Doc, talk yes. first of all about the new podcast yes. that you're doing called The Flow, where to find it, what's it about, and what does it have to do with podcasting? Okay, so The Flow is a podcast that we're doing as a way to help people who want to start a podcast realize that if you're going to start today, start video first. And it doesn't matter whether you want to have a video podcast or not. A video first approach does a whole bunch of things. It makes it easier. Because when you go to edit, you have visual cues to edit. Mm -hmm. If you happen to have a guest, you guys can see each other. Even if Katie's in Mass and I'm in Hawaii, that's right. It was a humble flex. Um, <laughs> when Luis goes to edit the video, he can see. If I do some weird histrionic, he almost knows I said something stupid at that moment. So you can cut that edit. part out. Right. You don't even have to listen to it almost. I can give him hand cues, visual cues, and he'll know. So the editing process is way simpler. What a lot of people always say is, how do I get more people to see my podcast? Number one question on the floor today. Right. Right. Well, if you're shooting a video first approach, you can take clips and send it to the video locations like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, so forth, so on. And Amazon Live. Amazon Live, another yeah. one. Yeah. So you can send video clips there and those become your discovery mechanisms, right? So mm -hmm. you, people can discover you and then come back to your real cast. So we're showing the workflow of how to generate a podcast from zero to hero. Mm -hmm. And then we're also talking about the video aspect of it because it just really does make it easier. Nowadays, this whole conference is talking about, oh, video podcast is new. And I'm laughing over here because I've been doing video podcasts for 18 right. plus years. Right. It's easy. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it is. it does make life like, way easier. It just is. It does. But they can also watch it at a certain time. 100%. Like, yeah, where, where's it live at? Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, we record a live version 
And then a week later, it ends up in your podcast feed, wherever podcast getting is got. You can find us at flow.ecam.com or you can just go to like Apple Podcasts or whatever and just type in the flow. We're right. in there. The flow. And if you like it, leave us a review. That's the most important thing you can do for any podcast, people. I, I know a lot of listeners don't know this. The best thing you can do for a podcast is leave a review on iTunes because it's the one that counts and share with somebody. You know, Jeff, I heard this new podcast and it's about, you know, like beer grooming and stuff. You got to check it out. Sharing podcasts and leaving reviews is the best thing right. you can do for any podcast you love. I know a bunch of people listen to The Daily. I do, too. Yep. Same as Grace. Yep. I wonder how many people have actually left a review. That's true. Probably not many. But I, the other thing is, is you have to educate people now. You're not supposed to say, you know, like, subscribe to my podcast. Follow. Supposed to be follow. Because follow. people get confused that it costs money because there are subscription-based podcasts. So say, follow our podcast, leave a rating and review. So on that note, yes, sir. there's something else coming up that's really, really cool. Oh. Leap into... Podcasting. This. Yes. Leaving the podcast is going to be cool. So this will be our third leap. Leap. It's funny. It's, Thirdly it's, leap. It's funny to say it. Our thirdly leap. This is our third leap. Um, Stephanie and Katie sort of started their leap like uh, years ago. That's how I met you guys, actually. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, we did leap into live streaming twice. But this year, we really think that the movers podcast, so we're doing leap into podcasting. What was super funny is... I've been on for about a year talking about YouTube's going podcasting because I'm a YouTube coach, right? right? Well, I'm a content coach now, but right. I started out as a YouTube yeah. coach. And I kept saying, yo, YouTube's getting podcasts coming soon. Everybody's looking at me like, Doc, you really got to stay out of the Maui Wowie. <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, it's coming. It's coming. And they're like, okay, whatever, man. And then it, Tuesday, the article comes out. Boom, YouTube has a podcasting tab. And it just started. Like, mm -hmm. they're about to do some more things. So even more so. If you've been sitting around thinking about starting a podcast, just sort of fitting up, my favorite. I'm fitting to do this. You've been fitting up for five years. Now it's time to get in. Get your iPhone out, lock yourself in the bathroom, tell the family, hush their face, yeah. and do your podcast. Go in the closet. Bathroom's a little echoey. I would go in a closet. Car. Car has the oh, best that's acoustics. Right. Yeah, you're, you're true. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, so, car has amazing acoustics. So we will be speaking at the New Leap in Live. So there's one person you follow us, and we'll, you know, go there. It's going to be a tons of content. Uh, I've seen a little peek of the content that's coming out. It's going to be off the charts. So. Oh, yeah. Well, because you guys are speaking. Well, you know, I didn't <laughs> want to do that. But Actually, know. everybody's coming to see Grace. I don't, right. I'm not trying to she throw makes, you any shade. Yeah, or like Beauty and the Beast, but she gets <laughs> mad when you call her Beast. So anyway, don't do that. So um, anyway, Doc, thank you so much, my friend. Man, thank you guys for blessing the booth. Here's the coolest thing about having you guys here. A lot of people on the show floor are showing stuff about like what you need for podcasts. We're probably the only booth that's actually podcasting from the floor. Right, right. And it causes everybody to stop in their tracks. That's right. Uh, mostly they came to see Grace, not us. But yeah, yeah it's we, cool. we're just here for, she's the real reason people. Grace, do, so. I kept your seat warm. Yeah, you ready? she did. So we've got some uh, other uh, guests coming on that are going to be really, really cool. But make sure you sign up for Leap Into Podcasting because there's going to be tons of content. It's going to be recorded and all that stuff. But uh, sign up and go live because it's going to be fun. So. Grace, Grace yeah. just went and just pulled people off the floor. I am pulling people off the floor. No, this right. was something was something we had planned. We have yeah. Christiana Cromer from Descript. Oh, Descript. My, my favorite tool. I know Kristen, come in here and tell us. Yeah, tell us how to say it actually. Because I say it wrong, she probably. Is, she is a community manager from Hello. From <laughs> Descript, Descripts. Yeah. How are we supposed to say it? How do we say it? Totally up for interpretation. Oh, How, really? However way you'd like. So, we'll accept it as long as you talk about us. It's oh. fine. <laughs> so I got to, so I have been, it is, 
I see I'm gushing right now because Yeah, we're like we're a clutch fan of I have wow, it has changed thank you. the way that I do shows. It's a change the way I edit. It's a change the way I do clips for social. Totally. And so I mean I use it, we use it. I am the producer for guy one of the producers for Guy Kawasaki's podcast. And that's what we use it awesome. for. And so um it's just an amazing tool. It keeps thank getting you for better. Saying all that. So I am gushing. Tell everybody if they haven't heard about Descript what it is and what it does. Oh, totally. Oh, scoot over a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Grace doesn't bite most times. I'm not going to bite She's you. Not in public. I'm going to move over here closer. Yeah. Yes, tell us. Totally. So what is Descript? Descript is a audio and video editor. Mm -hmm. We transcribe um, your content so you can edit it like text. Um, so it's full service. Anything you want to do, add captions. Right. Uh, make social videos to promote across yeah. social. Um, Audiograms. Yeah, all sorts audiograms, yeah. remove yeah. your filler words. And we actually just launched something called Storyboard. It's currently in a preview release. Um, You're but hearing it, about it first. Yeah, I heard about it earlier. Heard, heard it here first. It's a complete redesign of, of Descript. So yeah. um, with some crazy new video editing features that I am personally really excited about. It's cool. Um, so yeah, that's what that's us in a nutshell. So there are two uh, things that I love about. Okay, people. you go ahead. I'm gonna tell you. No, just I things. know I'm excited. <laughs> You're so excited. The one is the the overdub. Totally. You're gonna tell me about overdub. Tell everyone about overdub. Absolutely. Do justice. <laughs> and the other one is the fact you could type and then have one of your voices totally mm -hmm. read it. So I will tell you. I'll let you in on the secret. I was I was working on a certain brand that <laughs> we're doing ads, and that's hard sometimes to do voice, and we used your voices. Totally amazing. Like. Amazing. And I know people that are using it to make their Amazon live video. Oh, yeah. Amazon product videos. Video. Yeah, product, yeah, product videos. videos. Yeah. Yeah, where they'll record, they'll do it like a I've video. seen Shelly. Shelly's in the comments. Shelly saves the day. I saw her do it first. Yeah. I believe. A big Shelly. shout out to Shelly. Uh, she Descript. was using awesome. Descript for that. She said she loves it in the, uh, look at all these people saying, oh, uh, hi, love Shelley. Descript. Yeah. But so. she's the one that taught us the, like you do the video with your, with your. B-roll. Do B-roll for right? Yeah. And then you put it into Ecamm or, and then, or. Descript. You Descript. record it with Ecamm, then put it, yeah. Yeah. Record it with Ecamm. Do it totally. Descript. Do the voice. Oh my gosh. So easy. So tell us about Overdub and tell us about the voice. Totally. Yes. So Overdub is our synthetic voice cloning tool. Yeah. Um, so you throw in some recordings of you speaking from your podcast, from your videos, wherever, um, and Descript will learn your voice. Um, so then say you make a mistake or you want to do an ad reel, but you don't want to actually read it. Right. You just type out what you want to say or you correct the mistake you made. Um, and suddenly you didn't make that mistake. And it, we use that voice cloning technology to fix it for you. It's freaky scary a little bit. It is a little bit scary, but it's yeah. very, very cool for, especially for podcasters. If like you, like I have said before the wrong thing, you know, like totally. it sounded the same, but I said the wrong, you know, product. Yeah. Going in there and changing it and have it sound like you. Oh my gosh. Not having to go back and re-record stuff. Totally. Um, the other thing I just, we kind of glossed over like, oh yeah, it transcribes. So I don't, so you can drop an audio or a video in there and it yes. makes a transcript. Now there are other tools that do this, but I have found that this one has about has the best accuracy. Totally. Of it. And you also offer like white gloves. We where, do. Where a human can go back through it too. So you have exactly. both options, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So especially if you have um, like solid audio, right. we can get the transcription just with our AI up right. to 99% accuracy. Right. And then we have a lot of tools that in Descript itself that can get you up to that 100%. So we have something called the transcription wizard right. where we'll go through and actually recommend things that we think were wrong 
really quick and easy pass through, get those fixed. Right. We also have something called the transcription glossary, or say you have a podcast with a lot of jargon, you can put those words in um, and Descript will learn them and start getting them right. It's amazing because like whenever I was, because I have, we've had Lou on here earlier and his name's Lou Mangello. It always comes across as Limangello. But I, w- <laughs> I was able to go in and fix that right. in that glossary and it does it right. The same way with yours when I say Grace Stuffy, it's like Grace Snuffy. Yeah. Right. Kind of blur your words together and I can fix it that way as well. Right. So that does save a lot of time. It totally. adds up after a while. So. Absolutely. Yes. So yes. We need a shout out for what is the name of the company that does all this? It's Descript. Yes. So check us out, Descript.com. I'm Christiana. I'm our community manager. You can also join our Discord, follow us along on social. Um, it's amazing. I'm, I'm, you, I don't think you, if you, you got to comprehend this because <laughs> you drag in any audio and video and then it makes a transcript. Okay. There's other tools that do that. Gotcha. But you edit your, like, word, like it's a Word document. Think of it's text. You edit that. It changes it. It makes clips. The, here's, here's our workflow. So we do this show. We drag it. As soon as the show's done, uh, Ecamm actually it records it and it's a, a video file. I take that video file. I drop that into a Descript. It makes a transcript in like three minutes, about an hour show. Yep. I can go in and then highlight sections that I want to take out for social. As I highlight those, I know it actually tells me how long that's going to be. And I know that since I'm doing it for social, I want to make a, a square video clip that I want it to be under 220, which is Twitter. And so I make sure that that answer or that little clip is under 220. Right. I export that. I clip it out with their little, is it the clipping tool? Mm-hmm. Clip it out. It makes a little thing there. I have it actually has the transcript with it. So I don't have to make subtitles with another, you know, service. I export that. Boom. It's done. I can add like a, a bar, a progress bar. I can make an audiogram out of it. It's just, yeah. it's, it's changed everything, folks. I'm telling you. It's amazing. Wow. So it's a one stop shop. Yeah. And, yeah. and it does a video. It's not just audio, it's just audio and video. So, yes. so fast. So awesome. I probably took all the words out of your mouth. I'm no, sorry. you did. I but, know. I don't even need to be here. So, <laughs> sneak peek of the video editing stuff that's coming totally. out. Totally. Sure. So talk about storyboards. Yes. So, storyboard, we launched that just about a month ago. Oh, it's filled with goodness. I don't even know where to yeah. start. Um, a crowd, a big crowd pleaser is that we added to dark mode, which is great. Yes. Um, but we've got AI green screen in there. We've got new transitions, new audio effects. We developed something called scenes, which is a new way to think about your video editing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can sort of chop up your entire video into something more of like a slides or like mm-hmm. a Google Doc almost. Right. And just make a really longer narrative story with all the pieces that you want. We added a stock media library. So everybody completely free to use can add cool. B-roll, GIFs. Stock music. Oh, my God. Um, templates. That's my big thing. Yeah. Big, yeah. Yeah. Templates is probably my favorite right. and probably the something that I will use the most out right, of. Right, right, So now in Descript, you can save templates with all of your branding, um, the captions you want, the waveforms you want, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just hit publish and you and your team can reuse that over and over again. We also have Descript provided like a gallery of templates yeah. you can choose from That's if you cool. don't want to make your own. And that is amazing if you've got a live show, weekly live show, weekly podcast. Exactly. And you just got to get that, you know, you're working Talk on the neck. Just, you have that templates will save you. So that is amazing. Yeah, so, uh, I'm stoked uh, about it. LBC Branding said, I, I didn't know about the glossary. I'm checking that out today. Awesome. That does save a lot of time. It really does. Especially with, you know, if, if and, and if you work for a company, like I have to, I did the same thing with Ecamm because sometimes it would not put the two M's in it. Yeah. So being able to use that glossary saves you time and saves your, Transcript when you export it and all that kind of stuff. So totally, very very cool. 
So awesome. check out Descript or Descript. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Either way. Dot com. Yeah. Yes. And check she us out. has to go to a meeting. So oh, we're going to yeah. let her, let her okay. go. Thank but this you so was much. so fun. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for letting everyone us. watching. Well, yeah. you so fun. from the floor. And yeah. they're actually exhibiting this week. So, so. Darcy, it's Descript with yeah. a T. So Descript.com. Descript. Absolutely. Yeah. Check so, us out. Come say awesome. hi. We've got a couple more guests. It's going to be amazing. We've got the incredible, one of my favorite guys, Jim Fuse, who's helped me with Amazon Live, but he is also a podcaster. So we're going to pull him in really quick. Um, uh, I'm going to get Jim first because Eric, you know, he wasn't here on time. So uh, no, we're going to get Jim first. We're going to close with you. We're going to close with Eric Fisher. Um, So Jim Fuse. This this is how we treat our friends. That's right. Guys. Because he he can't take it. Um, we but got the amazing Jim Fuse and oh, he's <laughs> throwing Eric, things. Eric's throwing he's throwing right things. now. Um, Sorry, but um, oh my gosh. but Jim has helped me, and I've talked. We've had him on the show, and him and his his partner in crime, Chris Stone, on quite a bit. Um, but you know, very excited about Amazon Live. But he's also they're also doing the show as a podcast. So yes. Jim, tell people about Dealcasters, where they can find you, what you guys do, all that stuff. Well, as, as Chris would say, we're on all the tubes or, or, or all the all the books. Uh, but we also have a podcast, uh, Dealcasters, which what we do is some of our Amazon live shows that are interviews is we turn them into to podcasts. So we're on Apple, Spotify. And so you just go look for Dealcasters. In fact, easiest way to find Dealcasters, just go to Google. Right. Because it's everywhere. We, it's everywhere. Right. Um, but, you know, you can go to dealcasters.live to see our live shows. You can go to dealcasters.shop to see our storefront on Amazon and see some of the things that, uh, that we're reviewing. Um, but you know, the podcasting has been a lot of fun because we are able to repurpose it. And you know, now what YouTube has podcasts, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't figure out cause I saw our show on there and I didn't know. Oh, you was, got, so I haven't checked I don't it. Know. Oh, it's a, we'll, we'll look at, we'll yeah, look we're gonna, Eric's going to talk about that in a little bit about some of the new uh, YouTube if, stuff. If, he, if he can stick around. Yeah, you may not. Uh, he might still we'll have to bribe him. Somebody put a muffin here and he may maybe, come get Maybe it. Lou so, will have candy for him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Jim, so you've been, so how long has it been, you've been podcasting? Uh, it's been uh, about two years. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody who's just getting started on podcasting after like your two years? Because you've tried some things and, you know, you, you've had right. to make some adjustments. So what would you tell New podcasters. I think, I think as a new podcaster, one is don't get upset if you're not getting a ton of downloads. I mean, it's just like with a live stream. It's it's about being consistent. It's about, uh, you know, getting this stuff out there. I think the other big thing is to take the pressure off yourself. If you can batch by that, meaning do a few shows in advance. Like, I don't know how you do it with social media news live because you're you're putting stuff out every week. But you also got a really good system. Right. And I've been doing it yeah. well, but. But if you can get yourself a little bit ahead, then that way you don't feel like the pressure, like, oh, my gosh, we got to got to get a show out. We got to, you know, do a podcast today. Um, I think that helps because right. I, I think otherwise you start to really overthink it. Yeah. And and then you get frustrated and, you know, oh, well, we missed it. Now nobody's going to listen to us because we didn't put a, a show out this week. <laughs> well, and James Hicks says, yeah, he's been rocking fresh Dealcaster swag all week. So, yeah, he's looking yeah, always be, always be branding. That's right. Always Very be good. Branding. Always I, be. Branding. I have my branding with me all the time. <laughs> so, um, so you've been coming to going to sessions, Jim. You know, there's some cool Amazon stuff we saw up uh, up in the top here. But what are some of the things like a big takeaway that you've you've had from podcast movement? Yeah, I, I think for me that 
you know, I, I came here as an attendee and I think the networking oh, yeah. to, it, it's just being here, getting to meet people, seeing all these, uh, you know, these great companies are here, you know, the, uh, the next row behind us, I guess we could call it Gas Central, where you've got all these uh, tech companies. You've right. got Heil and Shure right. and Focusrite. And then I learned about this company called Hercules yes. that is actually up in Nashville. They, they made guitar stands, but now they are creating uh, stands for things I, like your phone yeah. and your tablets. So as a creator, uh, you know, that's like, you know, like right now, right? You've got all this stuff here, but yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. you need it out of the way. So, uh, that was really neat. And then, uh, you know, Focusrite's got this new, is it called the Vocaster? Yeah, yeah. Which you can have one, there's one one version that has one mic and one uh, headphone to keep it simple. Then another version yes. has two inputs and two mics. So you can yes. do an interview. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. But also how much is going on in the whole uh, idea of monetization of your podcast. Right. And uh, I still find that to be, you know, something that I got to really look into because I'm not really sure what the right way to go is. But I'll have to ask uh, the great Jeff C. maybe some <laughs> some yeah. stuff about that. I'll, I'll let you know when I hit it. Hit the big time. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit because so, a lot of people still don't know what Amazon Live is. I bet you've had to explain it quite a bit probably already in this conference. Right. And, you know, you and I, have, you know, talked about this a lot that people still don't know what it is. Yes. So can you kind of give a, a, a real quick bird's eye view and why it's so exciting right now yes. and why you guys have kind of planted your flag there to talk about it and kind of be ambassadors for it. Right. So, yeah, what's happened is, you know, everyone talks about live selling and it really started over in Asia. Mm -hmm. um, and so Amazon, you know, their smart company is like, you know, maybe we should start doing this. So they've created a program. Uh, so we call it, you know, it's like it's it's beyond the Amazon Associates program. It's like the next level up you you know, are going to apply based on some of your social followings, not not on being a live streamer, your social followings. That's right. the other thing. You know, you can learn to live stream later, even though that's not always an uh, easy thing to do. Um, but you get to go live on Amazon. You get to create product videos that go on the Amazon product pages. And so if people watch your videos, click on it, make a purchase. You, you're monetized, you know, instantly, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get one to four percent. And there's only about 3,000 people that we are aware of that have gone forward with that. I mean, when you consider what I heard at the, another conference, we're at 58 million right. YouTube yeah. Uh, yeah. channels versus 3,000. I, I like my numbers. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know, but it, but it also, it, it lends to brands are now very interested in that, right? Uh, yeah. You know, we've been fortunate to get to work with companies like Heil and Sure and and now even Focusrite as we've talked to them here. Right. They're interested, right? Because these brands are seeing like, you know, people are shopping on Amazon. It's the largest product search engine. I didn't say Google, right? Right. Amazon. Right. Yeah. So people are going there with the intent to buy. Yes. And you have to think about, you know, I guess you call it the buyer's journey, right? We go to YouTube sometimes to uh, search, right. right? but we don't always buy there. And so I think that's uh, another big thing. But uh, because the program is, is still evolving, right? It's like, it's not too late. And, you know, some of our friends have started to get approved and uh, mm -hmm. are, you know, now asking us like, hey, what do I do next? And right. I think you have seen success. Yeah. I mean, Eric, I know is yeah, he's, he's getting ready to great. great. I'm starting to do it too. Yeah. yeah. We're so, going live to Amazon right, right now. now. Yeah. 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 So, so if somebody wants to get started Amazon, where do they need to go first? 
I would just go to, I think it's uh, just search for like the Amazon Influencer Program. I can't right. remember the exact URL. Uh, uh, Amazon.com slash influencer, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just, it's a really easy process. The The hardest thing may be that you, uh, you find that you may get disapproved. You may not have enough followers. They don't tell us how many these numbers yeah. are, but don't give up, right? Just yeah. Whatever your favorite, you know, it's TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook business. So whichever is your strongest, if you don't get it, just keep working at it. Yeah. And, you know. And it takes time to get approved, right? Yes. And so, you get on product pages after that. Yeah. 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 On product pages. It does take a little bit of time. So don't get discouraged if you don't hear back. They've been varying. It usually like three to four weeks to get on right. product pages. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, what now, you do? Now, Albert's got a, an interesting question. Uh, yeah. Can Amazon Live be classified as a podcast? Well, we do that with dealcasters. We take our interview live streams and turn them into a podcast and they are on Amazon Music. And then the beauty of that is just like with social media news yeah. live is we're able to put those podcasts in the carousel. Yep. And so if right, right now, if you're watching social media news live, go down there into the carousel and click on social media news live and you can follow, follow our them show. on yeah. Amazon. And yeah. so if you go jeffc.live, that's the fastest way to jump to our storefront. That's where you'll see the live right now. And yeah. you can see the actual, our, our show is number one. And you just click on that and you can subscribe, which is really cool for podcasters. So that, besides that reason, Jim, why do you guys do a podcast? Because it'd be real easy just not to have to worry about that. Have you found that it helps with, you know, your brands? Like, you, oh, not only are we live, not only on Amazon, we also have a podcast that goes out to X amount of people. Is that why yes. you continue? It, it's, I think it's about, right, it's about growing your presence. It's about, you know, some of it is even just awareness. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the thing we're able to do, too, is with the podcast is we can put in the show notes, you know, all the things we talked about. We can also put a link back to... The, like if people want to watch the video, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I think that's, it's kind of like uh, Chris and I like to talk about, it's kind of like the uh, content flywheel of marketing. Right, right. right. Yeah. Just stop with the live stream and say, okay, we're done. Off to the next one. And that's, right. I think, the mistake yeah. that a lot of people make. And, and so, uh, you know, even with the other show that I do, the Tim and Jim show, we're mm-hmm. going to start podcasting or making it a podcast because that's content. And, and you, you know, a lot of us have this content that's been really good that we're just not doing anything. Right, right. So uh, Jacques says, uh, also apply to Amazon Associates, and they dropped the link in yes. as well. So that's very, very cool. So, yes. Awesome. So, Jim, if people want to, f- oh, do the rapid fire for Jim. I'm interested in his question. Okay. His Jim. Yeah. Oh, my God. And of course, it's not working now. Hold so, on. yeah, you hit a button. I there hit a go. button. There you go. Button. All, All right. right. Jim, phone call or text? Text. Barbecue or Tex-Mex? Tex-Mex. What is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, my go-to karaoke song is Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Oh, I got to hear that. I got to hear that. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Oh, and then what is your favorite day of the week, Joe? Um, I'll say Saturday, college football. Oh, I thought it'd be the, is it, do the Braves, the Braves play on Saturday? Well, they play every day. Oh, that's true. They play every day. He's like 10 minutes away, so he's oh, very my. lucky. But Jim, before you go, I want yeah. you to let everybody know where to find you, yeah. your show on Amazon, your Amazon storefront, whatever yeah. you want to say, let people know where they can find Dealcasters and your amazing Yeah, content. so you can find Dealcasters, like I said, dealcasters.live or dealcasters.shop. And then if you want to connect with me, uh, easiest place, LinkedIn, just look for uh, Jim Fuse. Uh, but we also do have a Dealcasters 
company page on LinkedIn. We're, there you go. we're everywhere. That's right. You yeah. are everywhere. So yes. make sure to, they have helped me out tremendously. I wouldn't be on Amazon without them. So uh, they've been on the show a bunch. So if you're if you're watching and you're looking at our podcast, scroll back. We've had uh, both uh, Jim and Chris on and them on together. So as you can tell, I'm very excited about uh, Amazon Live. So make sure you guys go back, check out some of those past episodes because they are amazing. And so I'm very excited about getting to hang out with Jim. Oh, yes. This has been great. And we this ate a lot like, of food. I mean, we Tam has just been amazing. Oh, this gosh. is like what a the setup. coolest. I, I, yeah. I, I got to know. I, I've got studio phone. <laughs> That's right. I know. That's right. So <laughs> and you can find, you, we just rolled right in. We just yeah. rolled right in. This is awesome. Doc had it all set up. Yep. It's amazing. So make sure you guys check out Ecamm. Make sure you check out the Flow uh, podcast that they're doing if you want to learn about video podcasts because it's amazing. And also, if you want to find out more about Ecamm and check out their page, go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. Jim, thank you so much, my thank friend. You. Thank you. It's great you. to see you guys. And now we have the amazing, uh, exciting, Eric very Fisher. patient Eric Fisher. Eric uh, Fisher. Because have, have we done a show live together? We've been, we've been doing live shows, the three of us, for like... I don't know. For like... Oh, my God. Uh, forever. Wait, yeah. I don't think the three of us have ever done a show live together live. Ever. No, in, I don't think we have. We've never been in person. We've done That's shows... That's not true. For like... We've never been in person yeah. together. This is rare. So, yes. Eric Fisher, Beyond the To-Do List podcast, he's another one of the OG podcasters. He's been doing it almost as long as Lou. Almost. Almost. almost not almost, quite, but I mean... Quite. Uh, he's been doing it for a long time. How many episodes now? You just uh, did a, a, like a, a big celebratory thing. Like, Yeah, the show is has its 10th birthday this month, August 2022. So since August 2012. Wow. And there's like near 450-ish episodes. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. I wanted to ask you, since you've been doing it for such a long time, we've kind of asked. Uh, well, we need to talk about a show first. No, I, everybody knows it. Um, no. No, tell them what your show's about. <laughs> tell us about it's, your show. It's it's beyond the to-do list. It's a productivity show. Every time some I say that to somebody, they say, oh, I need to listen to your show. And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> Here's <laughs> where you go to do it. It's beyondthetodolist.com. And I talk to different people, various stages of productivity, whether they've got a brand new book out all about a specific topic, uh, work-life balance, email, um, even like corporate culture, how to create great right. teams, how to work with creative people, how to be a creative person, all the, like the spectrum. That's why it's called Beyond the To-Do List. So if people want to go and they haven't listened to your show, which most of the internet has, but let's just pretend um, that they haven't, where should they start? What's, a, what's like a good episode to start at? Yeah, well, so two recent episodes are Tiago Forte about uh, building a second brain. Yes, with and Notion. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so really or any tool, really. Yeah, I use Rome that's Rome. a brand new episode out right now, and that's really going to offload some of all the just things we're trying to hold in our brains right. constantly, and that are overloading us with information overload. Yeah. And it's going to give you a system and a way to capture, work with, use, yeah. have better ideas, use those ideas. So content creators and everyone else can use that. Another one is uh, another recent one, the one right before that actually, is Kate Tellers from The Moth, long time oh, yeah. running wow, yeah. uh, podcast. Really great. And her conversation with me was all about not just the power of, but the skill of storytelling. Right. Wow. And the importance of that. So that comes to, to light in the doing better presentations for work yeah. or right. writing or video making, all this kind of good stuff. It just, it works so seamlessly into all these aspects yeah. of life. So, and you've got, I mean, 
You've got some big heavy hitters on there. I mean, like John Acuff, who's one of my fun. Yeah. That one's coming up. The New guy one. who does um, um, Accidental Creative, you've had on a Todd couple Henry. Times. Todd Henry is amazing. He's coming up again well, oh, as well. Yeah, so, so it's, I mean, some really good people. So people you may not have heard of, but are they're always excellent interviews, and you always learn something. So, um, And you even have some, like, short casts, like Blinkist things. Yeah. Too. So talk yeah. about that real quick. Yeah, so I've got, I've got a partnership with Blinkist, and if you've not heard of them, uh, it's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. And you go in there, and they basically partnered with me, and we've got 75 episodes that are called short casts. They're short versions distilled down essences of podcasts. Clip if you notes. don't have time to listen to a full episode, but you want to get the best parts, it's me talking with a guest, but it's short clips and I transition from clip to clip and it's, you yeah. know, you get the essence of it. So, yeah. So those are very, very cool. So uh, tons of content over there, but I, I, and so go check out beyond the to-do list, beyond the to-do list.com. Yes. Okay. Um, but I want to know, since you've been doing this for so long and we've asked a lot of, we asked Colin, we asked, you know, Lauren and even Megan, like, what, sh what would you tell brand new podcasters that are just getting started, you know, maybe a pitfall that you could avoid or something like that? Like, what do you tell them when they want to get started? There's a couple different things I could say. One is come up with a bunch of different ideas, topics, as well as guests right out of the gate before you even start recording so that you can kind of batch process and or just create a runway for yourself for a while while you get into the rhythm of recording. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the first that that one I did. A lesson I learned retroactively was document right. everything right. as you go. Mark where there are conversation pivot points in case you want to do dynamic ads in the future. Yeah. Um, document titles, have it in a spreadsheet. Mark, you know, when it was recorded, all these different things like document mm -hmm. them all and even do transcriptions as you go. Like, don't create a backlog of work for yourself in the future. Pass the baton to your future self right. now <laughs> while it's tiny little tasks, not right. a big old behemoth of a project. So gotcha. what tools do you use to help streamline your workflow? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Yeah, well, Descript, Descript <laughs> is one of Descript, them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we just talked about that. You have talked with that. Um, let's see. What else? I use the Roadcaster Pro to do my multi-track. This yeah. is the two. I only have the one. But Road, if you're listening, um, and, uh, happy to do a review. Yeah, for you. Happy to do a review yeah. on Amazon. See, I'm tying it all together. We're tying it all. Uh, this is what makes this man a pro, by yeah, the way, right. is he's brought, he's tying all those strings together for us. And when we go to Disney, see, yes, I, right. I did it. I did it. You did it! Yay! Um, let's see what else. Workflow. Workflow. Uh, one of the things that I do that actually Jeff, you gave me this idea is when you walk and talk. You can do a watch face on your Apple Watch with the app, just press record. And so then it'll transcribe that. It'll sync that to your phone as well as yeah. your MacBook. And then you've got those ideas there and you can transcribe them, then pull them in. Because I'm an, I'm an auditory ideator. Right. You're an auditory process, an external yes. processor? Yes. Yes. As you can tell. Yes. So it's, worked it worked together for a very long time. Right. So, <laughs> so it, I know this about him. It's just press record. You can find it in the App Store. Uh, yeah. But it's all in my all in my watch faces, yeah. so it works. It's great for when you're driving and you have an idea or you hear something to do that. So yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to come up with what else. What else do I use to stream? Flow? What do you have to edit? Stream. Yeah, uh, so I I have an editor. So I don't do that. But you <laughs> used to. I used to use Audacity just because right. I was used to it. Right. And it's still quick, simple, easy, and free. Right. So, yeah. 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 Something you can use to get started. So what point did you hire an editor? Too late. <laughs> I waited too long. Yet another lesson. Yes. Uh, it's been about a year now. Okay. Yeah. But and before that, it was it all how long? me. Ten years? Ten years. So nine of those years, somebody else didn't edit it. It was yeah. me. Yeah. 
Um, so walking around, going to sessions, what is a big takeaway? I know we've been teasing you're going to talk about YouTube in a little bit, but yeah. what did you take away from this conference so far? I'm going to say one of the biggest things for me that uh, was a takeaway was that it's, it's easier, I think, for somebody to commit to subscribing to your email newsletter instead of your podcast. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a commitment to listen to a podcast or subscribe to a podcast and have it keep showing up. But if an email inbox is less frequent, less, um, not less frequent, less, uh, less of a just, you know, I don't know. It's less of a commitment. You can, you can, it, it goes in a folder, you can delete it, you can hide it, you can whatever. But podcast inbox is kind of almost right. sacred, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but the, the gist here is, is in terms of creating your own like discovery engine, it was Jay Klaus yeah. uh, who, whose yeah. session this was. He said, use your social to get people to your email, your email newsletter, and do a good newsletter and remind them of great shows you have coming or just did, et cetera. And they're more, and then that way you can re engage. If somebody unsubscribes from your podcast, but is still subscribed to your newsletter, you can re engage them and get them right. excited back in your show. Right. So I think people, a lot of people go through your list and they don't just subscribe, they pick out different episodes like, oh, I want to listen to John Acuff. Oh, I wish I want to listen to, you know, Todd Henry. And they start with those and like, okay, he's worth it. I'm going to hit that subscribe button. So I don't, a lot of times don't think it happens right away. It, right. Exactly. Yeah. And this is, this is a way, so this is a way that you can nurture somebody towards subscribing long-term to the yeah. show versus short-term. Yeah. So we've teased it. We've talked about video with podcasting for a long time. So talk about, you know, this YouTube news and what's your thoughts on it. Just yeah. kind of broadly. That a lot of people have been hoping for something substantial from YouTube in the podcasting space for a while. Absolutely. Earlier this week or very late last week, I can't remember now. It's been a blur being here. <laughs> um, they announced that YouTube.com slash podcasts was a new landing page for podcasts. So YouTube.com slash podcasts. That's live right now. You can go there. Right now, it is top podcasts that are primarily the top podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. But longer form, you know, longer term timeline wise, us podcasters are waiting to see, OK, YouTube, what else are you going to do with this? Yeah. Can we connect our RSS feed to this and have people pull it in a la, say, YouTube music or right. something along those lines? So there's not a lot of info here just yet. There's up and, up oh, until this yeah. point, it's kind of been a you either put you either record your show live or pre-recorded and put the video over on YouTube right. or you go the route of audiograms slash yeah. cover art only and audio playing. Yes. And this may provide a third way and possibly a better way because I've been hesitant to do both those things. Right. 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 So what do you, because you, you're been, you're kind of like Colin, you've been audio only for a long, long time. Yeah. What are your thoughts about all this push towards video? Because of YouTube, for one. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a big thing. Is that something you're looking forward, uh, you're looking to do for your podcast in the, in the future? Is it going to be like, oh, gosh, like now I have to do video? I mean, what are your thoughts on, as an old school, just audio only, like this talk about video? I'm not scared to do video. Yeah. I'd like to do video. <laughs> right. But as a productivity thing, it's like, okay, do you have the, the bandwidth to handle doing video? Right. And for me, it's probably a maybe. 
Right. Right. For others, it's a no. And I say, then that's your answer. Don't yeah. do it. Yep. But maybe you can. And the other piece is if like, for example, you guys go live every week. Right. You've got a consistent release schedule because it's live. I batch process my show, right. record a bunch of them and then push it through the ringer and make the sausage. But if it's not live, could I mean, so with like right. Ecamm exactly. or whatever, yeah. you can you can actually record those as an interview show because that's great audio quality. You can capture the video and it's still batch process because yeah. you could line up three or four of those a day and go. And then with this YouTube functionality and even Twitter, which I want you to touch on. Yes. Um, you have an option to share some of that out for those people who do want to see what, you know, I don't know what, uh, you know, Mitch Todd looks like. I mean, like, you know, not Mitch Todd, but. um, Oh, Tiago Forte. Yeah. What do you, or I don't Todd know, Henry. Todd or, Henry. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to watch a show yeah. where you interview him and like, how's Eric do his interview style? That'd be kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, there's an opportunity there that I'm not hiding from, but I'm figuring out, okay, what's the next, how, how do I ease into that? Obviously right. Ecamm, I have Ecamm, right. I can do it. Right. So it's a matter of just kind of working out the workflow, figuring that out. And I, I do think that visual clips, talking head clips are better than audiograms if I wanted to chop it up into social right. shareable chunks. Gotcha. So Twitter. So Twitter yesterday, was this yesterday? It was yeah. yesterday. They announced that they are integrating podcasts into Twitter spaces. So again, not a lot of info. A lot of people have been asking the right questions about right. it since the yeah. press release. Yeah. There are a couple of different... There are a couple. I'm looking at the comments. Sorry. Right. Uh, there are a couple of different great questions that I've seen on Twitter about this. So what it is, is it's going to be in spaces. It's going to be a place for recorded as well as live spaces to be found as well as podcasts. And what it's from what we can glean as far as what they've said is that the content that you're already interacting with on Twitter will then feed into the recommendations and the algorithm as to what they show you mm -hmm. podcast-wise there. Again, we don't know if you can connect an <laughs> RSS feed there or subscribe, yeah. but it is kind of a, hey, swipe and browse kind of a thing so far. And that, you know, anything at this point for podcasters right. that aids in discoverability it's great. is a bonus. And this may be another great engine for that. And we went to a session about using Twitter to promote. Yeah, that yes. That was really interesting. I, yeah. I saw a little bit of it at the end. I love that, though, because we all remember the boom of social audio yes. in 2020. And we know a lot of people that went all in yeah. on social audio. And some of them are still going. We have, so, a, yeah, we have a friend, uh, Ramon Ray. He's, yeah. He has like a huge one he does. I think it's every morning. They're still doing oh my it. God. Yeah. So, it's out there, right? Yeah. So, but there's been a lot of questions that are like, okay, well, now what? Now what? So this is a good use for that established platform technology having this to be a place for your podcast as well. Yeah. So if you have a decent Twitter following or presence or interactivity, right. you may see a push or a, a list of recommendation for your show or shows in there. They're going to group them by the standard, you know, topics, news, sports, right. entertainment, et cetera. But that doesn't mean that if you're not in those niches with your show, you won't show up. Right. But again, Remains to be seen yet. It broke, it, you know, it broke yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. yeah very, very, just kind of like, oh my gosh, news. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of indie podcasts, as we've met and seen this week, right, that do not necessarily fit in a neat, but if it's recommended based on your Twitter following, yeah, that's then cool. you're going to get discovered by people that are interested in whatever it is that you're into. Right. Yeah. So cool. um, before we wrap everything up, and, and I see that WD, WD Radio says, uh, 
Oh my gosh, is that the great, great freak? Really be, great stuff. If they're if if they're watching, uh, I, if Lauren is around, I'd love to get her to shout out. She's had a new podcast <laughs> that I want to give her a shout out to if she wants to come on. If you can hear us, Lauren. Uh, but who knows if she's watching or not? But anyway, um, where? So there's Deb Mitchell. Hey Deb, good to see you. Yeah, we're the whole set's here. The whole set is here. <laughs> you could yeah go get your card punched. Um, one of the things that I, I want people to do, Eric, and and you can jump in and tell me if you want to you know, do any other announcements, but you know, where can people find you and like, how often are you releasing and you know, what's coming up for beyond the to-do list? You yeah. have some, and I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about dynamic ads any, because that's a kind of a new thing for you and what that yeah. means for podcasters. Sure. So. Well, and that, that I think is the other been a big topic. A lot of podcasters are hesitant when it comes to right. dynamic ads because it's the devil to them. Right. And I'm saying I just went, I'm going to say this, I just went in, all in on right. dynamic ads because I can serve ads in my entire back catalog of 10 years of podcasting. Right. right. And so that, because I can look at my stats and I can see that people are still downloading and you've been consistent. That's to those. Thing. Like, yeah. yeah, I missed one. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a weekly show, weekly release. Right. That's my consistency. That's my rhythm. Um. What else did you ask? <laughs> what what your thoughts of our dynamic ads? Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, I I just think that 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 allows you to place um, ads in the back catalog and turn them off if you want to. You can completely turn them off if you don't want to have any. You can just have none. So which is kind of nice. You you talked to me. You talked to me. You know, off camera about like, and we talked about earlier, like if you're a new podcaster, what you should do. And you mentioned like, even if you're not running dynamic ads, you should do something. So talk about. Like, yeah, all along the yeah, so I would say that as you're going through and you're producing your show, that every time you have a workflow that you take note of the one or two or three places even that are good conversational breaks or pivot points in your show to naturally insert something and then you can read, you can do host read ads as right. dynamic insert. It doesn't have to be programmatic, which means somebody else read it and yeah. is inserting it and so on. And so it can still be you. And so then even if podcasting advertising is not part of your monetization strategy, but podcasting is part of your overall business strategy. So you've got an event coming up, right? Yeah. Hey, this is Eric Fisher. Come to my event. We've got it's coming up. Da 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 da. Right. And then those aren't in there for the perpetuity of that episode forever and ever. Amen. Right. You it's just for that month, week, whatever, in the run up to the event. And I think Pat Flynn does that now with all his like his call to actions. They ch he changes his call to action and he does it for his entire back catalog. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the point that I wanted, I was trying to push Eric to, and he made was that um, <laughs> evergreen, evergreen, evergreen. But that, but that you have that process, even if you're like. I'll never do dynamic ads. I'll never get a sponsor to make those things. And if you're consistent after 10 years, then you can go back. I mean, you, you don't even have to wait right, that long. But you know what I mean? It's like there's a spot for, yeah. you're thinking yeah. ahead. You're being proactive. Because if you're ahead. ready, I mean, the right. thing is, is that all you need to do is be ready whenever right. the opportunity is right. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you build that from the beginning. You build up exactly. those systems and practices at the very beginning with the intention to do right. ads or exactly. whatever you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. So we have, uh, I think, exhausted our time with Eric because I'm, I'm hungry and he's hungry. and We want to go get some food yes. here in, in Dallas. But um, there's the my food reference. So your card is complete. Um, but Eric, I want to let people know like what's coming up for you, where you want the people to send them to find your show, yeah. Yeah. all your stuff. So talk yeah, about go, that. go over to beyondthetodolist.com. That's where you can find all the latest episodes. I highlighted Tiago Forte, uh, Rachel Tellers, uh, upcoming in the next 
two weeks is John Acuff as well as Todd Henry. We already mentioned them. Right. Those are going to be great. I've already recorded them. I know they're great. <laughs> they're, the guest is great. I'm good. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, just jump on in. Listen, take a listen. You will find any kind of any kind of productivity hang up or topic you're, you're looking for. I've probably got a show about it. And if I don't, you let me know. Go to Twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Tweet me. Let me know. Hey, you don't have an episode on this. I'll make one for you. Yeah. For you. <laughs> well, I'll, I think you're great. Thank you. I think I, you're great. I think you're great, too. He's okay. And Jeff, maybe. Jeff's all right. So um, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for Ecamm for letting us do this show, um, being able to be in this booth. Uh, if you if you want to find out more about Ecamm and the incredible stuff that they can do, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. Um, and uh, don't forget about their Flow podcast that is out that is amazing. And also the upcoming Leap Into Podcasting, which Eric's going to be uh, one of the speakers. Grace is going to be one of the speakers. I may be there just to press buttons. I don't know. I may talk a little bit. But make sure you guys uh, go they have an incredible community on Facebook. They answer questions. You can actually talk in Facebook to Doc Rock. He'll like help you do your setup. It's, I mean, it's, they're just amazing people there. I wanted to give a big shout out to the Paul Duncan, who is actually in there moderating, moderating right now. He's amazing and as well. Dropping the yes, he's doing oh, late. Doing so Look at amazing. that, beyondthedolist.com. Keeping up with um, everything. Yeah, so thank you, Paul, for doing that. You're amazing. Uh, but somebody else is amazing. It's the amazing Grace. So Grace. The Grace stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, tell them where they can find you. Well, you can find me here every week with Jeff, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. I did that backwards, I know. And so, you can also find us on Volley. What is our URL for space? It is socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat. They'll, you'll join in there. You'll be able to talk to Grace and I asynchronously. So it's there's not really much pressure. You don't even have to be live on camera. You can come in and just use a leave a message or a, an audio message or a text, and we will respond to you. We have a lot of fun in there. Um, big shout out to the people in there. Like I know Gary Stockton's in there, a bunch of other folks, uh, Brian um, Farrell's in there. So, you know, we have a great community over on Volley. But yeah, go check out Grace. She's there. She's She has to do it now. It's her job. It's my job well, now. Yeah. I'm the job. It's my job yeah. now. So come over to Volley. But it is honestly a great way to talk to us directly. Yeah. So with that, we thank you guys for watching. Thank you to Ecamm for letting us go live here. We thank you guys. Thank you for everybody watching in the show. Thank you, Lowell, for watching as well. And we will see you guys next time. Appreciate you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Social Media News Live.